0: Text message. All contacts. Dear friends and family, have a very Merry Christmas. Much love, the Nortons. Christmas tree emoji. Candy cane emoji. Star angel Donkey, donkey, sheep, sheep. Donkey, sheep, donkey, sheep. Smiley face emoji, baby Jesus emoji, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Send. Well, it's done. It's not even Christmas Day, and my Christmas greetings have been sent. I didn't make the whole card or letter thing. Uh, How many of you got their cards or letters out in time? Anyone? Show of hands. Whoa. Whoa! Well, well. If you did uh, get your Christmas cards or letters out, uh, here's what you paid in postage. Uh, according to Canada Post, they offer reliable and cost-effective service, at uh, which means 85 cents to send a card down to your neighbor down the street. Which, at that price, you might as well just—I don't know—get some exercise and walk it down yourself, right? Maybe not if it's cold. We're kind of full of a world. We're a world full of messages, aren't we? From, from email to instant message, texting to Skyping. It's a wonder, you know, how long will letter mail last? Even in important documents, official documents, it's amazing that through touchscreens and digital signatures, uh, a contract can be set in place across the country, never mind across the world. Hmm, it's quite amazing. But, but everything changes on Christmas, doesn't it? For some reason, the, the cards and the letters are worth it. And, and for some reason at Christmas, uh, sending a Merry Christmas text message just doesn't cut it. For some reason, all the postage and packaging at Christmas is worth it. Tonight, we're going to look at the message that started it all. That first Christmas message that was sent and received before anyone ever wrote a Christmas card or Christmas letter, before anyone wrote a Christmas text message. This was a Christmas message that was sent in person. Or or should I say it was sent in angel. In the Bible, Luke 2, to be exact, we read of an account where where God sends an angel to some shepherds to give them that first message. And, And in verse 11, the angel speaks and he says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Let's dive into that message a little bit more, shall we? Who's giving this message, and and who's this message really for? The Bible says that it was an angel of the Lord that gave this message, meaning that God sent an angel to speak on his behalf. That's pretty amazing, but it gets better. You see, God chose to reveal that first Christmas message to a group of shepherds, which at first glance doesn't seem like a big deal, but for first century Israel, this was a huge deal. I like how pastoral leader Randy Alcorn puts it. In Christ's day, shepherds stood on the bottom rung of the Palestinian social ladder. They shared the same unenviable status as tax collectors and, wait for it, dung sweepers. Yeah, I said it, dung sweepers. Any kids find that funny? Any adults find that funny? Okay. Excellent. Well, well, what does that mean? Well, that means that if shepherds were worthy enough to get this great message, then anyone and everyone is worthy enough to receive this message. Everyone, including you and me. Now, what's in this message? The angel said, he, meaning Jesus, is Christ the Lord. What does that mean? What does Christ mean anyway? According to Easton's Bible Dictionary, Christ can be defined as anointed. The Greek translation of the Hebrew word rendered Messiah. The official title of our Lord appearing 514 times in the New Testament. It denotes that he was anointed or consecrated to his great redemptive work as prophet, priest, and king of his people. He is Christ the Lord. He is Jesus the Christ, anointed one. He is thus spoken about by Isaiah and by Daniel, who styles him as Messiah, the Prince. God's people, the people of Israel, they had been waiting for over 400 years to see the coming Messiah, to see the Christ. You see, he would come and restore what sin had broken, a covenant relationship with their Heavenly Father. Lo and behold, the Father would send his Son for all people, not just the people of Israel. And his Son would take the punishment of humanity's sin, giving them access to the Father and giving eternal life to every nation, tribe, and tongue. Tonight, the message is the same as it was that very first night when the angel gave it to the shepherds. He, Jesus, is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the anointed one, Savior, Redeemer, Messiah. He is the Christ and the only one who can save us from our sin. So what do we do with this message once we've received it? This Christmas, this Christ Mass, we should be compelled to ask the question, Do I believe this message? Do I believe that Jesus is merely a historical figure? Or do I believe that he did come to save me from my sin? Do I believe that he, Jesus, is Christ the Lord? And if I do believe that message, then I should be compelled to spread that message to anyone and everyone I meet. It's no secret that Christ and Christmas are connected, so why not fill them in on a few details? After all, the the cost of postage pales in comparison to the cost that he paid on the cross to save us from our sin. Now that's a message worth writing home about. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for sending your Son to die for us, so that we might gain eternal life with you. And how amazing that you would choose to send him in the form of a baby. So humble, so meek, so helpless. I thank you for that, Father. As we go tonight and celebrate Christmas and tomorrow morning, may we not forget the message that started it all. He Jesus is Christ the Lord. Amen.